Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. What great words to usher in 2021. A nice dose of optimism greets us warmly in our text for this morning. Thank you, Prophet Isaiah. Scholars tell us that this section of Isaiah was written from Babylon just before the Israelites were about to return to Israel. Think of what must have been going through their minds as they first heard these words. After the fall of Jerusalem in 586 BC, the leaders of Israel were taken from their land, their home, to the heart of the Babylonian Empire. When these words were spoken, the Israelites had been in captivity for over 40 years. The younger people had the younger people had only heard of Israel, never even seen it. Now, after the long struggle, after the suffering under the yoke of Babylon for what seemed like forever, it was time to go home. It was time to rest. It was time for normal. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I feel that way now. We finally turned the corner on 2020 and are facing a new future in 2021. We are still in Babylon, we're still under lockdown, but we know there is a brighter future ahead. Some of you have already received your COVID vaccine. Woohoo! Others already have appointments for one. This is great. Me, I mean, my appointment will probably be sometime in mid-June, but, but there is hope. I can see a light dawning on the horizon. You can almost feel something good bubbling up inside of you these days, can't you? A new year, a new time. Forget the politics. New year, new time. Thank the Lord. This is also the Sunday after the Epiphany. Epiphany is so named for that moment of revelation that the wise men from the East had when they recognized the infant Jesus for who he was. The season of Epiphany is about waking up to a new revelation, seeing the hope that lies in God's presence coming into the world. The timing at the beginning of the calendar year could not be better. It's time for our own season of epiphany. Arise, shine. So what will this new year bring for you and for FCC? What are you looking forward to? How will you shine in 2021? How will we collectively shine in 2021? Now is the time to think about this and to get psyched up for the future. Let's start with FCC. How is FCC, how are we going to shine in this year ahead? Before we look forward, it's insightful to look back and to celebrate the good that we're building on in this new year. For 2020 was a momentous year for us here at FCC. We banded together during the pandemic and looked after one another in ways that profoundly moved me. All the calls, the Zoom meetings, the email check-ins, these small actions made a material difference in our lives. Just think about some of those moments that you had with fellow church members this past year. What phone call lifted your spirits? What Zoom meeting made you smile or forced you to think about something more deeply? Who do you feel like you, get to, you got to know better in the church over this past year? Given how separated we were due to the pandemic, these connections and the depth of them are remarkable. One great memory of many that will stick with me We'll be standing outside the meeting house in the cold of night as we sang, masks on, silent night on Christmas Eve. There we were, 
proclaiming the goodness of the faith in a dark time. This past year, as a congregation, we also have become far more adept technologically. Now, this is no small feat for us. <laughs> for as long as I've been at FCC, we've talked about live streaming our services and having a more robust online presence. This pandemic forced us to move quickly to make sure that these things happened. And this use of technology has allowed us to reach new people in spite of the pandemic. That inspires me and gives me hope for the future. We also have long talked about holding meetings virtually to save on commuting time, but it took this pandemic for us to act on that. And I'll tell you what, I don't think we're going back. Of course, we look forward to being in person again, especially for worship, but I bet that many church meetings will remain on Zoom and we fully intend to keep our expanded online presence, including live streaming our services. Another big change this past year was the introduction of growth groups, our small group ministry here at FCC. Now, it is not easy for a traditional church our size to embrace small groups. Read any of the literature on small groups, and there's a lot of it, and you will see how difficult it can be to put new wine into old wineskins. But with the persistence of Kelly Stevens and the exigencies of the pandemic, we launched our growth group ministry and it has made a tremendous impact on us already. By the way, this is a good time to mention that we are in the midst of signups for our new growth group semester. So go online, visit our website, and look under the tab at the top, get involved, go down to the growth group section and you will find out more information there. You won't regret it. So those are just a few of the good things from 2020. What about 2021? How do we build on 2020 to really shine as we emerge from this pandemic? Here is a part of the plan. This year, we hope to embark on a visioning process for the church. That is our, that is our strategic plan for 2021, to discover our vision, how to implement it, and to name the future we want for us here. Now, I can imagine that some of you are a bit skeptical about a visioning process. You've been through these before, either at church, work, or in some nonprofit that you've been involved with. You know the drill. A committee spends six months carefully wordsmithing a vision. It gets presented to the congregation and then promptly forgotten. It's an exercise in navel-gazing with little long-term long impact. A waste of time, you say. But before you dismiss it out of hand, I want you to listen to what the plan is and why it matters. I've now been at FCC for five and a half years. That is hard to believe, but it's true. The years have flown by. We've done lots of great things over these past five years. The church is in good shape and healthy. And that is exactly why now is the time to think deeply about how we will shine, not only in 2021, but in the years beyond. When a church or organization is in crisis, it's not the best time to go through a lengthy visioning process. At that point, you're too concerned with keeping the lights on to engage in thoughtful reflection on the future. But now, now is the perfect time. Things are going well. How can we take things to the next level? And what would that even look like? The reality is we are not all on the same page and that's fine. It's time for us to get on the same page and have a coherent vision. Now, if approved at the annual meeting, we'll be going through a visioning process as outlined in Will Mancini's book called Church Unique. The essence of Mancini's approach 
is to have a church discern what it can do better than any other church around. Think about that. What is a church's unique calling to serve God in a particular context? No church can be all things to all people. When a church tries to be all things to all people, it will inevitably fail and burn out a lot of folks in the process. Volunteer and staff burnout is something that I am very keen to avoid. What we need is a vision that speaks deeply to who we are and what we can achieve here in our community. A good vision will fire us up and help us to live into what God wants us to do collectively. Will Mancini's Church Unique offers more than simply a blueprint for how to find a church's vision. As part of the process, we will also lay out a specific plan as to how we will achieve our vision and what markers we can use to see our progress towards that goal. The book offers insights into how we can ensure that the vision becomes a part of the daily life and rhythms at FCC. In short, going through the visioning process in 2021 is the best way we can learn to shine. I hope you'll get excited about the process. And to be frank, I imagine you might be a little nervous about the prospect because this process implies change and change isn't always easy. But it's only through introspection and a desire to move forward that we can be the church God wants us to be. We all need to hear that calling for us to hear it beckoning us onward. But enough about FCC, what about you? How are you going to shine in 2021? What will that look like for you? Like with FCC, it's helpful to look back at 2020 and see how how momentous a year it was for you. First off, we survived. That is no easy feat, you survived. You survived the virus and its ravages. You endured lockdown after lockdown, which certainly took its toll on your mental health and overall happiness. Human beings are social beings. We are meant to be with other people. Even the introverts among us need other people to feel whole and happy. This year, we could not be the social people we normally are. And that's been tough, it's been tough on me. But let's at least acknowledge that we made it through 2020. That is something. Beyond surviving the year, we also found out a lot about the people around us. You discovered who the people were that you could go to for support and also whose support that you need. Who have you become closer to as a result of 2020? I certainly know the people who have fed me and for that, I am immensely grateful. Perhaps there are other great landmarks for you in 2020. You learned coping strategies and can hopefully discern between those those which are healthy and those which are unhealthy. And then there's the Netflix and the other streaming services. Think of all the great shows you watched in 2020. Isn't your life better for having seen The Tiger King? Well, maybe not that one, but I'm sure you've watched some great shows and read some meaningful books. But now as we look to 2021, we can begin to think about how we will move forward from merely surviving to thriving and shining. What would that look like for you? I'll be honest, I'm not generally a big fan of New Year's resolutions. It's not that I don't like the process of coming up with resolutions or think it's a bad one. Quite the contrary, it can be helpful to see where you are and where you want to go. I'm all for self-improvement. My issue with New Year's resolutions is that it creates a mindset that's all about exterior goals. 
as though those goals will solve anything meaningful for you in your life. Creating arbitrary goals without any deeper change will rarely help us improve ourselves. Sure, you'll achieve the goal for a short time, but then you'll, in, but then you'll inevitably revert back to your old ways because you haven't addressed the underlying causes. The way we can truly shine is not by achieving one particular goal or another. It's about looking closely at our identity, who we are, by looking inward and asking hard questions, just as we will for the church visioning process. We can give our lives renewed focus and energy by doing this. Just as with the church, the goals we set for the new year should flow from a deep consideration of identity. That is the most likely way to make the goals have the impact. And to be frank, the year ahead is going to be an impactful one for you. I can feel it. So you might be wondering, what does this have to do with me? Well, if you want to shine this year as individuals, the first question that we have to ask ourselves is, who am I? And then, who do I want to be? This is not a trivial question. Who are you? Are you a parent, first and foremost? I remember a conversation with my father years ago. He talked about the midlife crisis he had in the mid-1980s. Up until that point, his main focus in life had been on work. He was an entrepreneur in the purest sense of the word. He owned and ran two drugstores and started various small businesses related to retail pharmacies, among other things. Then, in the midst of the savings and loan crisis, the bank that he used, the bank that loaned him the money for his businesses, collapsed, and the bank called his loan. This was a devastating event in his life. He had to liquidate as many assets as he could and even borrow money from his father to meet the loan call. It sparked an existential crisis for him. Here he was in his mid-40s, and he was no further along in his career than he had been 10 years before. Who was he? What did he want out of life? This crisis led him to seek out a therapist for the first time in his life. No small thing for someone of his generation with its biases against therapy. Out of those sessions, my father resolved to make his identity more about his family and his children than his work. He decided to be a father to his kids in a way that his father never was to him. I remember the change. It made a difference. Considering our identity matters. But maybe you do want to have your identity about your work in some way. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. What would it mean, what would it mean for you in your case if it did? What changes might it lead to? How can you affect the world and those around you? By being the best at your job. Perhaps your identity is, is as a good friend. That's who you are. You are the person who checks in with others to see if they're okay. You are the one your friends call when they need advice or just want to hang out. If that's who you want to be, how can you live into it in 2021? Maybe you are a servant of God first and foremost. What shape does that take for you? Then again, perhaps you're a troublemaker in the good sense, and you want to be true to that. You want to cause good trouble in the words of John Lewis. How will you develop that and nurture it in 2021? What books might you read? What organizations might you get more involved with? The question of identity is central to change and focus. 
That is what matters if you truly want to shine and be the person God wants you to be. So who are you? What makes you uniquely you? How can you build on that in 2021 to really shine? I thought deeply about these issues myself in 2020. To be honest, in years past, I let my identity be caught up in the perceived success or failure at work. The size of the church, the number of people in Sunday worship, the measurable impact on the community, all of these things became a part of who I was. This was especially true when I served the church in Ames, Iowa. Back then, I was virtually obsessed with measuring myself by the metrics of the church and its impact. And in the process, I drove myself into the ground. Now, I never felt separated from God, but I convinced myself that serving God could be measured by things like church attendance. Last year, I decided to make a shift. I decided to focus more on my own connection with God and less on the metrics of the outside world. I want my identity to be focused on that more than anything else. We have this luring tendency to measure ourselves against everyone else. This is true in all fields, and it certainly does infect the church. But I've had enough of that. I want to be focused on God and how that identity will shape me. That focus has led me to doing a lot of prayer and introspection, and also more reading on God over the past several months, including the growth group that I led, that I led on the nature of God in the 21st century. I loved that group and its discussions. And, shockingly, it's led me to order some more books on the nature of God. This week I've been reading more about Celtic Christianity. Celtic Christianity I find fascinating. When Christianity spread to the British Isles, it mixed with the indigenous religious world that it found there. The result was a Christianity that is in tune with the natural world. If you're looking for good Christian writings on care for the planet, equality among the sexes, and community, Celtic Christianity has a lot going for it. I'm sure you'll probably be hearing more about it in the months to come in various sermons. In addition, I've been increasingly fascinated by ritual and the power of ritual to ground us and transform us as individuals. Ritual is one great way to lead me deeper into my relationship with God. I want to be a person of ritual. All of this reading, all this reading has had an impact on my spiritual life. In the past six months, I felt far less stressed and frankly, far happier in my calling than I have in a while. And I can't wait for the year ahead. I can't wait to see what direction God will lead me this year, how God will continue to shape my outlook and my life. How about you? Where have your self-explorations in 2020 led you? What new things this year are you most excited about? other than a return to normalcy. This year, this season is a time to shine. It's a time for FCC to find its deeper identity so we as a congregation can shine. It's also time for you to find your identity, to name it, and to develop a plan to nurture it. 2020 might have been a difficult year, but I hope 2021 will be the year of you. A new light is dawning. Let that breath, let that warmth, that light fill you today and every day. May 2021 be just the year we need.